Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, three and out podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. How about the Cowboy game? The Bills game? I'm recording this on Wednesday, so didn't see any of that. But you wanted to get a little podcast out there for Friday. I know a lot of you consumer habits are changing with family. This week is tough, but you know, so some of us got to pay the bills. Wanted to put out a little content. What I'm thinking today is a, is a longer Middlecoff mailbag. I have a ton, and I mean a ton, of questions. Going to probably try to rattle through a bunch of them. Uh, hit on a couple quick things that I've seen the last couple days that I'm just, you know, want to get off my chest. And, uh, and yeah, and we'll have Stucky over the weekend on Saturday making the picks. Hopefully, you know, you enjoy football. You enjoy the family. Have a glass of wine. Have a cocktail. Have a piece of pie. Hopefully not pumpkin pie. That is terrible. Couldn't pay me to eat pumpkin pie. Um, but I'm just hanging out with my mom, my brother. Uh, so hopefully everyone, I'm very, very thankful for this podcast, obviously. And everyone that listens and everyone that we interact with here, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. Uh, and we'll just keep on going until we fall off the horse. But I, I, I wanted to start with two things. Actually, several things. First and foremost... Joe Judge, a couple days ago, fired Jason Garrett, and and it really hit me. I just do not understand NFL owners hiring CEO head coaches who are like 38 to 40 years old. And you can go, well, work with Mike Tomlin. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches in like 70 years. 
So I'd say they're an anomaly. What about John Harbaugh? Well, he was a special teams coordinator, and their special teams has been elite since he's been there. So he may not be a coordinator with the Ravens, but I wouldn't compare John Harbaugh and Joe Judge. And I think the New York teams, and we hammered this home, the market is important to the NFL. There are just it's just a numbers game. There are more people in the that are New York Giants and Jets fans combined than the majority of teams in the league. So you want those people to be interested in your product. And right now their teams are embarrassing. And listen, I, I don't know anything about Joe Judge besides I met him one time at the Combine a couple years ago. Belichick guy, Saban guy. I like I don't dispute that he's not a grinder, an impressive guy. And I was around Robert Sala. He's really impressive. But both those two teams hired younger guys, and then they immediately became CEOs. Like, I, I want my CEO to be like 55 years old, you know? Belichick's a great CEO. He's 70. Saban is 70. Pete Carroll, even though it's going down uh, the toilet this year, is old. Like, I, I want my guy to have some experience. This is not the tech industry. This is the NFL. I don't want my CEO to be 28. Hell, and look at all the other coaches that are having success that are younger. LaFleur calls plays. McVay calls plays. Kyle Shanahan calls plays. I want my guy to call plays. And Robert Sala was hired because he was a great defensive coordinator. He's a CEO. Well, their defense is terrible. Like I, I'm not paying you to be Warren Buffett here. I, I, impact the game. I don't just want you to talk to the media and call timeouts. I just, I it, it baffles me. Now, I understand hiring an older coach who's a CEO, even though me, fundamentally, philosophically, I would only hire offensive coaches who are calling plays. And that's not a guarantee to work. We'll get into Nagy here in a second. Sometimes it fails, but I like that mindset. I like that's where the league's going. And if I do hire a defensive coach, fuck, he better be calling some defensive plays. So I I, I don't get it. I, I, I really don't. And you see the debacle that is these two teams. I think it reflects they hired 40-year-old CEOs. These guys are CEOs. You know, I, I don't really know. Joe Judge, like, what would he do besides call special teams? He's never called offense, but could he? You know, it's like, well, we fired Jason Garrett. Who are you hiring? Freddie Kitchens? Like, come on, bro. W- what are we doing? Robert Sala, like, can you call some defense? Like, I would like you to do that. But that's not the, the uh, you know, the direction that those two teams went. And I think it's a direct reflection of what they're seeing. Now, I didn't think either one of these teams were going to be good, but... They're both a joke. Like, they're an embarrassment. They, they, they really are. And I think it gets back to, like, what's the CEO going to figure out with, I don't know, his 40 years of experience? That's not the case with either guys. I fundamentally disagree with that mindset. And even when Robert Sala was hired, I was shocked that he didn't call the defense. Like, what are we, what are we having you do? Give motivational speeches seven days a week? You know, how many, how many radio and podcast hits can you do? I, I need you influencing the game and the way you influence the game. This is a schematic league. This is not college. Like, it doesn't bother me if you don't hire a scheme coach in college. If he's recruiting his ass off, Mario couldn't call plays to save his life, but he can recruit. James Franklin, same deal. I need you to be able to do something. In college, like, okay, some of the CEO head coaches who aren't like Nick Saban, they recruit really well. We ain't recruiting on Sundays. We're scheming seven days a week. What do you think Sean McVay goes to sleep thinking about plays, wakes up thinking about plays, Kyle Shanahan thinking about plays, Matt LaFleur, what can I do with Rodgers? I want you thinking about plays. These guys ain't thinking about plays. They're thinking about big picture stuff. Like, I'm, not, I'm not asking someone for parental advice who's 20 years old. I'm not asking someone to be a CEO that's 39. 
And I know it can happen. Theo Epstein was once hired as a GM in like 28. Yeah, I'd say he's an anomaly. He's an outlier. Mike Tomlin, again, outlier, anomaly. Most guys need you call in place in this modern day sport. You know, in 2021, 22 and beyond. So I, I don't think it's that shocking that they failed. Now, like I said, Matt Nagy was hired to call plays. Their offense for four years has been really bad. And, you know, a lot of reports. Listen, I'm biased on this one. I've known them for over a decade. Uh, I consider them a friend. I root, I root for them. Obviously, it hasn't gone well. They, they, they really stink this year. And, you know, I, I would imagine, listen, if he's fired, they better fire Ryan Pace, too. You know, if you're going to fire, they both got to go. But there was an incident the other day that just is kind of sad. He's going to a high school football playoff game to watch his son, and people start chanting, fire Nagy. And listen, I, I, you can, at the Bulls game they did it the other night, they can do it at Bears game. Th- that's not off limits. But at a guy's high school football game, who's watching his son. Now, if it's just 17-year-olds chanting that, like, I'm sorry, young boys, we do dumb things. I, I, I wouldn't, you know... I would pay to have everything, uh, you know, expunged if I would have grown up in the day and age where everything was filmed. I'm lucky I didn't have that happen. I was a moron. I can't even relate to the person who was 16, 17 years old, the John Middlecoff back then, right? So guys do dumb things. But if parents were yelling that, like, what losers, man? What loser? I mean, know the time and the place, and that surely ain't it, Uh, regardless how ugly it is, like, what, what what have we come to as a society? You know, it's like it's a high school football game. The fuck are we doing? Uh, just kind of made me, uh, you know, a little sad. That, but listen, I, I like I said, I am not caping here that you can't add a Bulls game, add a Bears game, and that you can't be mad. But let's not act like the Bears are like the Packers or the Steelers. Like, do you really win that much? I'm 37 years old. The 85 Bears was a long time ago. You went to a Super Bowl against Peyton Manning, I don't know, 15 years ago. But for the most part, you've been pretty average to below. So let's not like swing it around like you're Alabama, Ohio State, the Patriots, or the Steelers. You know, let's 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 look in the mirror a little bit. You know, you're the Bears who are struggling, who are you know for the back 20 years. You haven't been that great. That's some good defenses. Let's not act like he's just the offensive problem. Like your franchise is the offensive problem. Uh. A couple other things, uh, James Franklin. I, I think there's some question right now. What's going to happen with USC? That you know, I, I don't know who they're going to hire. James Franklin just got extended a decade. Jimmy Sexton is agent against Sandy Barber, who used to be the AD at Cal. What a mismatch! The, it might have been one of the bigger negotiating mismatches in the history of negotiations. Jimmy Sexton versus Sandy Barber. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, you talk about, I bet he just closed his eyes and fleeced her. That, I mean, James Franklin, I do think the that the USC Trojans, you know, avoided a little bit of, uh, I don't think that would have been a good fit. I, I really don't. Now, I also think that USC, I, I have no clue who they're going to hire. They might, you know, all these guys are dropping like flies. I don't think it's insane. Now, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I've talked to some people in college football that just said, you know, there's just been some rumors swirling. Pete Carroll is not going to be the head coach at Seattle next year. It's just not going to happen. It's over. Like, it's over for Pete. He's 70. Russell's going to make a power play. Russell might get traded. It's done. It's time to detonate that bad boy and start it over. It's the way life works sometimes. Well, Pete is a pretty unique 70-year-old. Most of us at 70 probably ain't doing that much. Pete Carroll at 70, 
He doesn't just want to tap out, but he's also not going to be an assistant coach. Too rich, too much success. Like, that ain't happening. You don't think USC would be interested in just having him revitalize the program? Look at Mac Brown to the North Carolina. Now, the, there's a major difference. Mac Brown, toxic would be the wrong word, but obviously the way everything ended at Texas, he was not going to be a head coach again. When he went to North Carolina, I vividly remember he took a very, very cheap contract. Same kind of deal with Herm Edwards. They're not making that much. It's not like they're making seven, eight million dollars, right? So he took a small amount. Pete's used to making big cash. Pete's been making fifteen million dollars for a while. Pete was probably making eight at USC in 05. You know, Pete loves his money. So Pete ain't coaching for you for two or three million dollars. Now, would he coach if you give him a big assistant pool for six? You know, and you just get him for three or four years and just get the program headed in the right way. Get Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush and some of these guys taking more pride in the program. I I don't think it's the craziest idea. And you can go, well, is he going to love to recruit? Yeah, I think Pete is kind of in his nature. I also think they could pay so many good assistants to recruit their ass off and compete for players. So I don't think it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. James Franklin not coming. Lincoln Riley ain't coming. Right, who, who Mario Cristobal one would make no sense. Like, I, I mean, I guess obviously Mario would be way better than what they had, but you know, I don't. Why would Mario leave Oregon if he is going to leave? He's going to go to the, you know LSU or you know when Saban retires or Miami or Florida. Like, he's a Southern guy. He ain't going to Southern California. I'd keep an eye on old Pete. You know, if, especially if this thing keeps getting ugly. Let's let's keep an eye on Seattle. Do they keep losing? Uh, which I think they're going to. They're not very good. They're just not very good. That I would like to, you know, I'm in. You know, get get Matt, get Matt Liner, Reggie Bush on the staff, and start rocking and rolling. This Cyber Monday, nobody has a better deal than FanDuel. New customers get $50 in free bets when they sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no deposit required. That's right. Sign up from November 26th to November 29th, and you'll get 50 bucks in site credit free. Listen, pick a local game to bet on if possible. Same game parlay, money line, touchdown score. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is easy to use, 15 seconds to sign up. You'll get paid in as little as two hours. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up. Please use the promo code Colin to get $50 in free bets. That's promo code Colin at FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional 
on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% 
cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Okay, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. You guys know the deal. Slide up into those DMs and let's rock and roll. Big fan of the show. As a Seattle's fan, I'm accepting the reality that Wilson may be gone next year with how bad the team is performing this year. If he and Rodgers are both available this offseason, would it be most exciting and impactful offseason of recent memory? Two of the league's top quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, it'd be insane. It, it would have, uh, you know, like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, when guys like that, Steph Curry, if he ever moved teams, which he wouldn't, you know, Harden. It, it, it'd feel like the NBA. It, it really would. Now, I, I, I still am a little hesitant to think that they're both going to get traded. Russell probably feels more likely. The Packers are good. Where would he want to go? Why would he want to leave LaFleur? He's got it pretty good, especially if they're going to keep Devontae Adams. I don't, uh, I don't quite get it. First time mailbagger. Back when Brady was criticizing the new rules that severely benefited offense, many people found it honorable that he was advocating against something that, he seemed, to, that seemed to help him. My takeaway was the opposite. I think he's advocating, advocating for less offensively sanded rules because he doesn't want any of his records to be touched. No, I, what, what I think it is, he wants the game to be more difficult. The more difficult the game is, the better chance he has to win. It's like Tiger Woods. He wants to play in the majors. The major wipes out the majority of guys. They got no shot. The harder it is to throw tight window throws, to manipulate defenses, that your wide receivers are at a disadvantage, that's advantage Brady. That's advantage Peyton Manning. That's advantage Aaron Rodgers. And one thing he hammered home was there's no repercussions now for throwing over the middle to get you destroyed. So I, I I think it's just as simple as he wants it to be difficult because that's easier for him because he's better in difficult situations. If it's super easy, random quarterbacks can make plays. And it's hard for random quarterbacks to make plays when the game is tough. From Doug, question for you. Are we sure the Browns have a great roster like everyone has been saying since August? Don't they have a great line, running back, and pass rusher? I find their linebackers and pass catchers underwhelming. Did we overrate the roster? Yeah, I think we overrated Baker Mayfield. You know, if Baker Mayfield was going to be really good, they'd be really good. But he's beaten up. He's a shell of himself right now. And I think the Eagles got no shot. If they had a good quarterback, if you just put Kirk Cousins on their team, and I say good, I'm just being a guy that's playing solid. Actually, Cousins has been good this year. They would be fine. Hell, I think if Case Keenum would have started, like Baker Mayfield at 50% is not a good player. It makes no sense for Baker Mayfield being so compromised. Like he's not talented enough to overcome all these injuries. And, and he's just, and you're right. I mean, they don't have Odell Beckham ain't walking through that door. But they're good enough. It, their quarterback play has been atrocious. And in fair, like I'm not acting like he stinks. His injuries, you know, he's probably like a 7 out of 10. And then when you compromise him, he becomes like a 4 or 5 out of 10. You can't win with 4 or 5 out of 10. I love the gamble on the NFL, but my buddies and I have been having much more success with three-team 10-point teasers 
than betting straight up against the spread. I would love for you to throw in your opinion on teasers if possible. Well, one thing I've gotten away with teasers is if I'm going to bet multiple teams and what a teaser is for you people don't know that aren't listening is like it's like a two-team parlay basically, but it's a little different because it moves both the spreads. So like one moves six, the other moves three or two and a half, depending on the teasers. I think there's some that are like 10-3, uh, depending on where your book is. I don't like betting on multiple teams at one time if I'm not getting parlay odds. Because you really only get you know closer to even odds, in my experience. So I, I don't really mess with teasers. I'd rather just bet a team individually if I'm going to put you know whatever my bet is on that team. Or if I want big returns and I'm going to include multiple teams, I'm going to parlay that. Because I'd rather, instead of getting one-to-one odds with manipulating the spreads, I'd rather just feel pretty good about two or three games, you know, put 100 bucks to win 700 So that that's probably my take. And I've really just got away from anything that involves multiple teams. The Eagles have seemed to finally figure out how to maximize Jalen Hurts. With the Colts and Dolphins first-round picks this year, do you think it makes sense to try to build a Ravens-type offense and work with Hurts to become a better passer to try to get like Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be that good of a passer. Russell has a much stronger arm, and Deshaun's just a superior player and has been forever. Uh, yeah, but I think they're doing that. I think you're watching them evolve into this collegiate offense, which is working. And as long as you can run the ball, which they can because they have a mauling offensive line, they have good skill guys. Goddard's good. Devontae Smith's good. Their running backs are good. Jalen can run. It should work. If their defense plays like it's been playing, creates turnovers, scores, the Eagles got a chance to compete to make the playoffs. I think there are three teams left for two spots. I think the Saints are screwed. I think the Panthers are screwed. I think it's the Niners, Minnesota, and Philly are competing for those last uh, six and seven seed. Big fan of the pod is borderline draft malpractice to take a running back in the first round. With the emergence of Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Chubb, and Cook, all second rounders, I also had my running back list the other day. I forgot Dalvin Cook. He belongs in there. I can't remember in recent memory a running back draft in the first round that has had a bigger impact than the aforementioned guys, beside maybe McCaffrey or Zeke before the payday. Also, I live in the Central Coast in Lompoc. I know Cal Poly and Slow very well. Love that place. Haven't been in a long time. I'm with you. I, I think there is too much value with running backs in the second round. That's just when you get second round players. You know, or, just, or player, you know, running backs. Past the first round. You you do not need to draft running backs in the first round. The information is in. You could argue don't, unless he's a can't miss guy, take a receiver in the first round. I can get really good receivers in the second, third round. Look at the history. Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Devontae Adams, Deshaun Jackson, you know, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown. Hell, Stephon Diggs, fifth round pick. Like, you can find the guys. How many of the top five wide... Justin Jefferson's one of the rare ones, and he went in the 20s. I'm from Seattle, so I'm a huge Seahawks fan. I know you were just asked about this, but what do you see the most likely scenario of this proud franchise? Do you think Russ is ultimately bound to leave regardless of whether it's Pete or another guy? Or do you think he could be persuaded to stay if he can pick the new coach? I hate to force Pete into retirement, but in my mind, they both can't stay. And God, I would be happy if I was wrong. Yeah, I think Pete either retires slash goes to USC. Uh, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, if Russ wants out, he's going to get out. He'll demand a trade and someone will give them like seven picks. Three or four first rounders, a couple second rounders, and they'll just reset it. 
I, I have no clue who they're... People ask, like, who do you think John Snyder would hire? <clears throat> One, are we sure John Snyder's a lock? Now they're paying him. I would imagine they would keep him. But two, I don't know. He's been with Pete. The only... I mean, Pete created John Snyder. So I, I don't know. I would think offense, but I, your guess would be as good as mine. It, it really would. Because I, I don't think there's a guarantee... I don't know. Was great to hear you zag on Colin and Clatt's Sark take. I love your stuff and very rarely have a reason to criticize, but sometimes you can come off as parroting his views. Would love to see you ban heads with him like Nick and Clatt more often. Yeah, I would push back on that. One, I, you know, whenever I see something that he says that I disagree with, I'll bring up. I, I would say that I don't like celebrate a lot of his there are some philosophical takes on life that I'm going to agree with that I do agree with. That's why I gravitated toward him. But if I hear him say something like, I like Baker Mayfield when he used to hate Baker Mayfield. But then the more I watch Baker Mayfield, I don't like. What am I supposed to say? Like, oh yeah, Colin is wrong on Baker Mayfield. No, I, I, you couldn't pay me to want Baker Mayfield as my quarterback. I completely disagree with this Sark take. I just, when I see a take, I either agree or disagree with it. There's no like, do I need to parrot his views? Like, I, I don't give a shit what those guys do. Clat or Nick Wright or whatever. I just, I give my take on an opinion. It's not really, there's no conscious effort of like, I need to support this take or I don't. I, I, I really don't care. I, I even hate the word takes. I just see something and I have a thought about it. And if I disagree or agree, then I just say it. You know, I don't just do something to create something. I'm, I'm not into that world. I'm a podcaster. I can say whatever I want. I'm not in a hot take world. Literally, my opinions, like you either listen or you don't. You have to seek me out. I'm not on a network, so you either like the podcast or you don't. You like my opinions. I think it's pretty clear uh, I don't just like follow the leader or go against something just to go against something. I just say whatever I think based on whatever I read or hear. <laughs> you know? Um, a little offended by that. I, I really am. I'm curious as to know the rookie of the year at this point. Being a Bengals guy, I'm still on the Jamar Chase train. But a few mediocre weeks plus a growing Mac Jones hype train makes me think the tides are shifting. Also, who is your MVP? Honestly, I haven't even thought about the rookie of the year. I would guess Jamar Chase would be squarely in the mix. Uh, Devontae Smith is having some moments. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm not... Like, I've never voted on awards, so I'll be honest, I don't even give a shit. I really don't care. At least middle of the season. My MVP, I don't know. See, I don't... There's, we got seven games left. I would guess... I don't even know. I don't, I don't have one. I, I really don't. I you, Kyler's missed games. Rodgers... You can still put Aaron Rodgers in the mix. Tom Brady's probably falling off. I'm not good at that game. You know, I'm just... I, I don't know. What let the season end and then I'll have an opinion. Like midseason, I don't know because I I don't vote on awards, so I don't really spend much time thinking about it. Coach of the year right now to me is either Vrabel or uh, or Belichick. I'm a pretty big Bills fan, but the past few games, even the wins versus the Jets, have got me worried. It seems like our Super Bowl was the win versus the Chiefs. Not to mention the upcoming schedule seems to teams can exploit our weakness the best. That being having a strong run game and a solid defense to force Josh into throws, Saints, Pats, Bucks, Pats, Panthers, in all seriousness, they could go 1-4, 0-5. They're not going to go. We can't overreact. They're really good still. 
They have a really good quarterback. They have good offensive weapons. They have a good defense. They're going to be fine. Now, can they sweep the Patriots? Probably not. But they better win one of those two games. So I'm with you there. They better win one of those two games. They should beat the Saints. They should beat the Panthers. Um, I think you'll be okay. Trust me. You'll be okay. I, if I was a football fan, I would still want to have a roster like the Bills. After being a loyal listener to 3 and Out podcast over the years, I can honestly say this. A podcast, 3 and Out, is not only my favorite. I don't want to read too many compliments. Here's my podcast question. See, this guy likes me more than the other guy that was talking shit. With yesterday's loss to the Chiefs, I get it. We got outcoached. We got outplayed. We lost. But all I hear afterwards is how good the Chiefs' defense is and the greatest turnaround in the season ever that held Dallas to nine points and blah, 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 blah. Can we maybe pump the brakes a bit? Why isn't anyone talking about Dallas without Amari? That's big. Or more importantly, without both left tackle and left guard. Then Zeke gets hurt. Then C.D. Lamb. And both Randy Gregory and Lawrence out. Like, come on. 50% of the boys were out. I'm with you. It was, you know, it's football. You know, you just, you get judged on the win or loss that week. We don't go down all the time unless your quarterback's out. Like, who are they missing? Who do they have? Just part of the nature. I mean, the Chiefs beat a couple weeks ago the Packers. And you say, oh, they beat the Packers. Well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. But we don't really spend that much time talking about it. They just beat the Packers. So I, you guys will be fine. But you better start winning. And, you know, if you're listening to this, I guess on Friday, hopefully you beat the Raiders. Because if you didn't, then we got some problems. But yeah, you miss CeeDee Lamb. Amari's a stud. Zeke's not the biggest loss, but your two pass rushers are a big deal, especially when you're playing Mahomes. Um, I, I wouldn't freak out. You guys are still going to win the East. My question is, do you think the Patriots were somehow able to get a higher seed than what they are now, like the third seed? Would they have a chance to do some damage in the postseason? Yes, there isn't a soul alive that's going to want to play Belichick in a playoff game. Not one person. I don't care if Mac Jones is quarterback. I don't care if you're his quarterback. I don't care if I'm his quarterback. That guy in a playoff situation is dangerous. So no one, and we're going to learn a lot about the Patriots this next month, right? Bills twice, Colts, and the Titans. Raiders fan from Ohio here. I think Mayock is a good GM and would hate to see another rebuild. What coaching connections uh, that would complement his knowledge, Carr's skill set, that would promote a positive Raider culture in the future? I think you have to go offensive coach no matter what. I think Doug Peterson makes a lot of sense for the Raiders. Uh, I I also don't know if Mayock's going to survive. I I really don't. He was on the hot seat coming into the season. You know, he had he couldn't control the Gruden thing. He had nothing to do with Henry Ruggs. But man, and then Arnett, which was a guy that he pushed for with the guns, got fired. I think it's going to get. You know, if you're listening to this, and they just lost the the Cowboys. They still got to play the Chargers again. They still got to play the Chiefs again. I don't know, man. I, I I think they're in major trouble of just spiraling. Now, if they beat the Cowboys, who knows? Maybe everyone's feeling good today. But Derek is not playing well since Henry disappeared. Uh, I think they're going to miss the playoffs again, obviously. I don't know, man. I, I don't think Mark Davis wants to start over. I think this is the last thing in a million years he wants to do. But I don't know if he has a choice. If they go seven and ten, I, I really don't. But I think I, I'm telling you, if he fires everyone, Lewis Riddick, Doug Peterson, Lewis loves the Raiders. Him and Duggar boys, I could see that. Lewis Riddick, Doug Peterson, Oakland or Vegas Raiders. That would be my prediction. And if Mike Mayock survives, I could also see Doug Peterson coming in. 
They need to get someone with some experience. They just do because there's too much weird shit going on. You cannot hire, like I said, a 40-year-old CEO head coach. Go hire a guy with experience that can call offensive plays. But also, you got to decide, like, are you going to give Derek another contract? Because it was a no-brainer a month ago, and now it's like, well, I don't know. Now, Derek would have a ton of value, but he's claimed that he would retire if he doesn't, you know, if he would not play for any other team but the Raiders. This is kind of a weird situation. Adios. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving weekend and uh, see everyone next week. Peace. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.